Hi, and welcome back. My name is David Hansel, and I'm an intuitive medium. In this episode of Mystic Stew, I'll be discussing the elementals and the fairies. This is only the tip of the endless information about these magical beings to be discovered. I'll tell you what I've learned about through research, as well as my own experiences and opinions. So if you're ready to go down the rabbit hole, let's begin. So welcome, and let's just dive right in, okay? Let's start out by talking about elementals. Now, elementals um, have to do with the elements, uh, fire, water, air, earth, and actually there's also space, metal, and wood. Yes, those are elements as well. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about metal or wood because, in all honesty, I haven't really encountered those that I know of that much, those elementals. They do exist as far as I'm concerned, but I haven't encountered them. The space elementals, um, those elementals, they look a lot different than what you would see in the fairy tale books or what you hear about. The space elementals... They're pretty much like it is. They are between space and here in space. You could almost say that some of them might really be the aliens that we speak about. But we're going to talk about the four major ones. Now, a definition of an elemental is pretty much they're the spirits who are personified by the elements. Okay? So let's say the element of fire. One of the most popular elementals we see in that, they're called the salamanders. And if I can explain this to you, if you ever just watched a flame go up and down or rise, you see, if you really concentrate, you can see they look just like salamanders. They're swirling around in that fire. They're pretty cool to see. Now, as far as Earth goes, that elemental is pretty much would be the gnomes. A lot of people would call them. Um, they guard anything with the Earth. They are the guardians of flowers trees plants every flower tree and plant has an elemental that's with it you might consider them the um guides like we have we have guides and guardian angels um plants trees flowers they have elementals who take care of them in the water there are the undines or the sprites those are the elements of water and now the best way I can explain, and you've probably seen them when you're like looking at the ocean or you're just watching like a babbling brook or something, you see little shiny things sparkle off the water and sometimes you think it's sunlight, but those can be the sprites and elementals. All right. Now there is then the air. Air the sills. Those are... They are, um, I, I'd say they look almost like the rods. Any of you who are into the paranormal, you've probably seen videos where you see rods going through the air. Sometimes they say those are spirits, but a lot of times I found out they are elementals. That's just how they appear. An orb, a round one, those are pretty much um, a human spirit. But those rods can be elementals. Elementals can sometimes seem to get a bad rap from people. Um, they think that they're dangerous a lot. I've had many experiences with them. Um, when you go into the woods, if you feel like you're being watched, you most likely are. Um, and not just by God or the angels or whatever you believe in, but these elementals, 
they take care of the plants, the flowers, everything around us, the air, the water, the fire. They are there to guide them, to guard them, to make themselves known to people sometimes just so they can mirror you. It's pretty much what uh, I could say. Um, now, fairies, they do that even a little bit more, and we'll talk about that later. But the elementals are very important. They're, they are someone that you can ask for things. Um, you might ask elementals to help you with a great harvest. You might ask them to help bring water to some place. Uh, many, many things. And you don't necessarily have to thank them either. Um, I do always say that you should thank any spirit or guide that does something for you, but it's not necessary. They're going to do their job regardless. So it's safe to say that elementals are pretty much the nature spirits. They are the spirits of nature. As far as we have spirits on the other side who watch over us and everything, these are spirits that are on this earth. They were here well before man was. They, like I said, they set up things. They guard the plants, the flowers. They keep everything growing. They take care of them because all these things on this earth do have a consciousness. Now we're going to get into the fairies for a moment and we're going to go back to the elementals, but let's concentrate on the fairy folk. Okay. Now they are of an extreme high vibration. Okay. They're very bright and very much alive. And in order to see them or anything, you'd have to speed up your energy just to call them in. Um, a little thing about the fairy folk, they have a sense of humor, um, but they can be disrespectful and they will treat you as you treat them. You have to be open to their connection and they seem to come through portals. Um, they come in through light. They have ethereal bodies most of the time and their faces, depending on who sees them, because everything we see on this earth, everything in life, all the spirits that we see, it's, it's very subjective. Um, it, which means your experience is going to dictate what they look like. But most people, as far as like, even the fairies we'll talk about, they kind of have a pointed face. It's almost like, like a triangle and it's almost like a mouse. They have very, very colorful skin, very colorful, colorful hair. And yes, there are males and there are females. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to let you know a little background. As a child, just so you know how I know they exist, as a child, very young, we're talking like kindergarten age, I knew there was stuff out there. I've known from a very young age that the world just wasn't as it seems. And I believed very much in dragons and fairies and trolls. And I, and most people in kindergarten never heard of these things. And I was always drawing pictures of them and all kinds of things. I mean, I just knew that they were there. Well, right before first grade, um, my older brother, well, actually it wasn't right for first grade. It was right before Christmas in first grade. My older brother, uh, opened up the closet door in my parents' bedroom and they were all of our gifts. It was like a week before Christmas. And I was like, what are those? I suppose Santa brings those. And my brother said, no, Santa doesn't exist. That was like a knife through my heart. If you can imagine a little boy standing there who had this amazing belief in Santa Claus, who once again, I thought was like an elf or something. And I was told he didn't exist. And I cried and I cried. 
And my brother tried to stop. And he felt so bad for telling me. And he said, David, listen, all right, Santa Claus might not exist, but he still has those elves and the elves still deliver the toys to us. They'd come over here and they put them under the tree. When he said that, my eyes lit up. I'm like, that is so cool because I don't care about Santa Claus. I just want to make sure those elves are here because I knew they existed. I knew they did. And so now the next day later, I was at school and there was a guy in my class. His name was Paul. I actually remember his last name too, but I'm not going to say it. His name was Paul and Paul was always, you know, wanted to make everything. He was like, he's like such, you know, bummer Betty. I mean, he wanted to just nothing more to tell you bad information. Well, we were all sitting there quiet doing our work and there was a knock on the door and a piece of paper was slipped underneath a big, huge, giant piece of paper. And the teacher runs over and she says, you guys, I wonder who that was. And maybe it was one of Santa's elves. When she said that, my face lit up. I was like, Santa's elves are here. Now everybody's going to know that I'm not crazy and that they exist. And right away, Paul said that they don't exist. It was another teacher. They, they put it under the door. I thought you little creep. I, and I and I hated Paul since then, and I and I forgive him now. But at that moment, I was so happy because I knew they existed. I knew they did. And and even though that was a teacher who put that under the door, and even though none of the other kids believed me, I knew. I mean, I I it was magic. When Christmas was magic to me, I used to see lights falling out of the sky. I used to see little lights coming around the corners of rooms. I would go outside and hear giggling outside. And I just knew they were there. I knew they were. So that's one of the reasons why my belief stayed with me. It was so strong as a child. And it continues to this day, even though I don't really pay attention to them as much anymore. But I still know that they're out there. Now, the history of fairies and elves and gnomes and all those they predate man thousands of years okay and the little thing about them just from my research um they don't like their territory infringed upon that i do know if you go into the woods someplace you will get like the most uneasy feeling a lot of people will say well it's cursed here well maybe it might be cursed by little people they just don't want you there all right now they do live longer than us but they're not immortal um, the ones I've spoken to, and I know that sounds funny to say I've spoken to them. Um, I didn't speak to them like I'm having a conversation in the chair, but um, clairvoyantly or channeling them. Um, they had also said that they are alive and they live a couple hundred years, really. And but they do they do eventually die and you know they go back to another spirit world too. They have a spirit or soul like everybody else. Um, they their existence is in a dimension alongside ours so that's why you can't really see them as much i know that sounds like a cop-out explanation but it is true we do have lots of dimensions around us they are able to go from dimension to here to here back to that dimension okay they are mostly seen clairvoyantly but they can be seen with the naked eye if they choose to manifest a physical appearance. It is always on them, nobody else. They're more of a collective identity, too, rather than an individual identity. Um, to explain that, it means they do 
their personalities are so closely knit because they kind of come from one mind. So if you pretend that there's one big fairy mind, <laughs> that sounds funny, but pretend there's like just one big mind and there's offshoots, a million little pieces around it. And that's, they all kind of think alike in a way. So they are more of a collective identity. Um, and like people though, they do have free will. Even under a collective identity, they have free will. Personally, I do not know exactly how that works, but they do evolve by that. So if they take off from that universal collective, they will probably start to learn more, just like people do or like animals do. Now, um, a little thing about them. They do not like commands or demands. They really don't. If you demand them anything, Trust me, it is not a good thing. No, they're not going to kill you. Although there are stories. One of the big stories about fairies and elves are um, one of the lores go that people would, if you went to a fairy circle, those are the mushrooms that go around. You know, when you see the mushrooms grow, some of you might have heard of that. If you step into that fairy circle, they can take you to their dimension and they can, it's like a curse almost. You will dance until you die. I know some people go, that sounds like fun. Well, can you imagine if you're just dancing and dancing and dancing and you can't stop, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't do nothing. So you would die eventually. And that would not be a great death. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I've never ventured into the middle of one of those circles. Um, I don't really think I would <laughs> just for the sake of, I don't know. Um, now, they consider themselves... Uh, like equals to each other okay they like offerings you can put like drink outside for them um, you can put shelter outside they never ever like to be spoken in childish gibberish so you never if you do have the chance to ever meet one, and I hope you do one day whether it's clairvoyantly in a dream or anything else because they can come in your dreams do not talk to them like they're children. They are not children. They are full grown. They're probably older than we are. And they are definitely not stupid people. Um, don't ever underestimate their power. And do not expect them to be a psychic shield for you. I know more spiritual people who always say, well, I'm going to talk to the fairies and they're going to guard me and help me. From what I know about them, they could really give a rat's butt about guarding you or anything. They are on this earth just like we do. They have free will. They have minds. They can do what they want, and they don't really care that about that. Um, don't expect fairies to answer your riddles, or they're not going to tell you the answers to the ones they give you. Now, people say, what does that mean? Well, sometimes there are people who have met fairies back in the lores, and the fairies will give them riddles. And it's not because they even care if you solve it. It's just kind of the mystery about them. They're kind of little, you know what, I don't want to say the word, uh, bastards, really, <laughs> if you think about it. Um, not in a mean, mean way, but they just like to have fun. That's part of what they do when they're here. Now, here's some really key things about fairies. Um, they... Don't go back on their word and they don't want you to either. So if you would happen to meet a fairy or anything like that and you promise them something, I would not dare go back on their word. 
I can't tell you exactly what would happen with that. I don't know. It's just something I've always known. You just don't go back in the word. They don't like people who lie and they never lie themselves. They never lie. They will always tell you the truth. Um, if you give a gift to a fairy, so if you go outside and you leave gifts for fairy fairies, leave them out there. Do not go back out there and move them. Leave them there. They do not like for you to take things back. All right. Um, and if you're going to ask them for anything, which they don't mind, that's the one thing fairies and elves and all that. They do not mind if you think or ask them something out loud, something that you need or help with something, they will help you. They don't want you to thank them. They don't care. They will just help you, but don't ever ask for anything that would harm other people. That would not be a good thing. Now I have worked with fairies. People always ask, well, how do you work with them? Well, outside, when I go to the woods, I talk to them all the time and I will ask things and I'll specifically put my intention out to them to ask for things um, or ask things about help that I need. You do have to, you know, listen to what they say. They will never tell you to harm another person. So don't ever blame anything like that. If you ever do anything bad, don't say, oh, the fairies made me do it because that's just not true. They just don't want you to harm anybody else. Um, they'll probably cause harm to you before they would do something for somebody else. But you can ask them for things. I have had them come to me in readings. I've done readings and if anybody knows anything about being a medium or being spiritual or psychic, there's this information that comes to you and you just know, you can just feel where it's from. They have a certain energy about them in your mind. And they have actually given me very, very accurate information that had been validated by the person I was reading. And they said, how did you know? I'm like, well, there's like these fairies that surround you. They're like in your background, they're with you all the time, you know? So that's a way you can work with fairies. Now, if you want to attract them to your gardens, um, the best thing you could possibly do, you know, attracting them to your gardens, they will help your garden grow. They really will. They love nature. Every fairy is a, I mean, they guard those flowers and everything with their lives. That stuff they love. Now, if you grow like herbs and fruits um, and stuff like that, or if you want to put up birdhouses, and you're in your garden that does attract them um they don't like loud noises at all they don't like loud dogs they really don't like cats at all uh, wind chimes they're really big loud wind chimes they just don't like them and they don't like loud stuff they like things to be still and calm okay so if you're out there and you want to work with them or connect with them like not clairvoyantly or clairaudiently like i do but just out in nature um, you need to be still and calm and you need to really connect with nature and you must be pure of mind and intent. Now, one more thing. You have to believe. If you don't believe that they're there, you will never see them nor will you ever encounter them. They don't care whether you know they're there or not. Um, I mean, you might even be sitting there right now thinking everything I say is just crazy off the hook but because of the fact that i believe they're there and they've proved to me they're there it's a lot easier for me to connect with them so if you want to connect with fairies or elves or anything like that or nature spirits you must have a belief that they're there i mean you know that there's air but you can't see it so why wouldn't there be beings like this just really think about that
Okay, just chat with them. Another really good way to get a hold of them is through meditation. Now, if you're somebody who is uh, maybe you study shamanism or you journey um, or meditate a lot, go into the astral realms with the intent on talking to them. That is the best place. You will, if you do that, you'll be able to connect with them. Have some paper and a pen next to you and try to draw a picture once you come out of it. And you'll find that. You'll find it'll look familiar to you. It, it's really quite an amazing thing. I will tell you something about if you do meditate and you do go to the astral and talk to these fairies. From my experience, this is probably the creepiest thing about it is I've done that where I've just sat there and meditated on it and talked to them for so long. Probably just kind of freaked myself out a bit, but it's quite interesting. And then I'd go to bed. This has happened to me a couple of times. I go to bed and the next thing you know it, you just start hearing the weirdest things around your house. You'll like, I saw my cat just run around and play with things that weren't there, which is what a cat would normally do. But trust me, if you knew my cat, what he's doing is really odd. And then you'd hear, I'd hear bells sometimes, the smallest little bells. I don't even have any bells in my house. Or I'd hear tiny knocking, knocking on stuff. I'd wake up and I'd go check the refrigerator. Was it a refrigerator? No. And then I have this little attic part in my house and Sometimes when I'll talk to the fairies and stuff like that, I will hear these little, they almost sound like voices. They're not really voices, but just like whispering or something. And then I hear knocking and stuff. So it's always been really weird when that happens. I mean, it could be a billion things. You know, let's face it. I could just have gotten myself into a freaked out mode, but I highly doubt it because this has been happening a lot all my life. Now, you do have to know that um, there are fairies and elves that do hang out in your houses. Now, things they don't like in your house. If this is somebody, if you won't have to worry about fairies if you have if your house isn't cleaned, because they do like a clean house. I mean, it could be unorganized. You can have stuff everywhere, but they don't like a dirty house or a loud house. They don't like any of that. If you want to track them into your house, you need to be open. You need to be a quiet mind. And uh, some things that can attract them is putting out like ale, little little glasses of ale, like beer. They really do love beer. Um, little pieces of food, um, little toys or trinkets. Give them little trinkets and just say, hey, this is for you. I invite you into my house. And people say, well, why would you want them into your house? Well, I will tell you, they are very magical beings. And if they do befriend you, they help you with a lot of things. I mean, you'll, you'll find stuff around your house moved. It's just entertaining, too. You'll find bracelets moved from here to there. It's not always your loved ones who are doing this. They can actually physically move these things from here to there. Your keys, your your bracelets, shiny things. They love that kind of stuff. They will, um, sometimes they will clean stuff. You'll walk out and you'll be like, why are, how are my dishes done? I don't understand it. I know it sounds weird that dishes would be done, but I mean, stranger things have happened. Now, if you think about the old story about the shoemaker and the elves, there are these elves. Uh, he begged, he was going under business, but he happened to have these spirits that lived in his house because he was a very old man with his wife and he was open to everything and this great intent and a nice guy. 
And so these elves came along and decided to make shoes while he went to bed. Now, they did it all the time until they made enough shoes and they made enough money. The guy and his wife wanted to give gratitude to them, which what did I say earlier? Gratitude is not needed. And here's where the catch-22 came in. She made them the clothes and a new pair of shoes and they put them on and they danced and were happy and decided that they were no longer slaves or in bondage or in debt to these people. So they left. Could you imagine if they wouldn't have done that? They would have kept making shoes for them and they would have been happy. Their poverty would have been really, really rich. But nope. They said thank you. They did this and that was it. Now, that is a good gesture to do. I mean, they didn't need them anymore. So that was a good thing to do. So that's kind of about having house elves or fairies in your house. If that's something that you want to experiment with, uh, it's a worthwhile experiment. Now, they do come through portals. They create a lot of portals. Um, that's how they get back here from dimension to dimension. If they live in your house or if they live outside, they, they're not actually living in a dwelling right there and staying there. They can go back and forth. And there's a million other, and I'll talk about this in other episodes, there's a million other beings that I know of that do the same thing. Um, Bigfoot being one of them. Um, after all my research, and there's so much more to do on Bigfoot. I, I am by no means a Bigfoot expert, but there's something that I know theoretically that I believe about Bigfoot and these fairies. Now, things fairies hate. Tell you what, they do not like iron. Iron can kill them. All right. Now, what's really funny about that is human beings contain a lot of iron. There's iron in our blood. We're so different from them. Now, they love copper, silver, and gold. Okay. Um, they're iron. And let's see. There's like granite has copper in it and everything. So they love the granite. And they um, sometimes copper is probably one of the best gifts you could give them. Um Copper carries oxygen, and it was said that the original um, symbol, that key, the ox key, was made out of copper. Um, it's a doorway. Also, uh, that's pretty much like what their blood is made out of, fairies, I guess. That's what you could say. That's what they do say. But it's funny that uh, spiders and crustaceans, those abalone shells that you have, those, uh, those certain animals, too, their blood is made of copper so sometimes people um now and before have believed that fairies and gnomes all those elves in that world were the people they that's what caused the abductions and disappearances um in children and in people sometimes they think that the fairy realm took them which I, I can't honestly say that that's true, and I can't say that it's untrue, but there are people who have disappeared off the face of the earth, and we have no clue where they went. Um, people would say that they were alien abductions, but another cause could have been very connected. And a lot of times there have been, there's a story going on right now about um, in Hellion, um, I think it's Hellion, Tennessee. I can't remember if it's Tennessee or Kentucky there's a goblin in a cave and that goblin actually is they think some people researchers and paranormal people think that's related to ufos so ufos and aliens and fairies 
they actually don't have to come from space. They can come in through these portals. And sometimes they say that they'll just take you to other dimensions. Some of the lore goes they can take you to that dimension and you could be having a great time there. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like, well, I, you know, maybe I should go home. I've been here for a couple of minutes. It was great. You know, let me go home. And then they let them go back through the portal to go home only to find out that it's hundreds of thousands of years later than when they left. I don't know if that's true either. Uh, it's never happened to me. And I've never had any fairies or anybody tell me that it's happened. But it's just part of the lore. They're not all scary. I mean, I'm not doing this podcast to scare anybody or make you amazed. But to just let you know that there are things out there that we don't know about. And I encourage you to do research, to sit with yourself, to meditate, to do some offerings. Go out and play in the woods and see if you can come across something. You know, the best thing that would happen is you could see them or they'd be around. The worst thing could happen is you could go, well, this is a bunch of crap and nothing happened. Well, whatever. At least you tried. Now, um, I do want to tell you one of the last things which I found really interesting. And I don't know a lot about this, but I've got to put it out there for you. Some believe that fairies are fallen gods. Some believe that um, fairies are souls that were not, and some believe fairies were souls that were not good enough for heaven and they weren't good enough for hell. So they're just caught up in some kind of purgatory. And some believe that nature spirits and fairies are really just lost souls. You know, Unless somebody actually has a conversation with a fairy or a nature spirit that is maybe recorded or that lots of people have seen, we're never going to really know. It's basically a belief system. You know, it's, you know, how you believe in God or how you believe in angels or how you believe in devils or demons or anything else. It's what you believe it's it's your observation it's your perception you got to remember that this world is a dream and you agreed to be part of this dream but you also have the ability to see and hear and know whatever you would like so fairies and nature spirits i will say in my opinion are 100 percent real all the information that I told about them, you know, in this podcast, I can't say that that is 100% real. I do know this. They've always been with me since I was a child. They've played with me. They were friends. Um, they, when I go to the woods, I'm never alone. When I'm just there, I just sometimes just talk to them and I have some of the best conversations, whether it's just me listening to myself or for them listening. But I will tell you, they've always responded back to me. They've left me things. I've found little things in the woods after I've talked to them that, you know, maybe walking down a trail that weren't there before. And I just, just say, thanks. I pick it up and I go and I smile. And know that I am not the only thing on this earth. I am not the king of everything here. I am just another being surviving on this planet. Thank you so much for listening, you guys.
I'd like to thank you for listening to tonight's episode, Elementals and Fairies. If you have any questions or if you have any comments about this episode or ideas for another one, please write to me at david at theywhispertome.com. If you'd like to know more about me, check out my website, theywhispertome.com. And if you decide on picking on a service, just go ahead and use the uh, code MYSTICSTEW2020 and it'll take 10% off any of those services as a thank you for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Medium David Hansel, or you can watch my YouTube videos on The Spirit Experience on YouTube or my Facebook group, The Spirit Experience. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk at you soon. Bye-bye.